This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics and we promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Nicole J. Castillo, Senior Director of Mobile Products at News Corp. Nicole, welcome to the Business podcast. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Thank you for coming. It's great to have you on the show. All right, let me state the stage for the audience first. So how to get your app users' attention and communicate something to them? Well, if you could just be next to them, if you could just live in their neighborhood, that would be easy. But you can live next to tens of thousands or even millions of people who use your app at the same time, right? So what do you do? You use digital communication channels like email, in-app messages, and yes, push notifications. The latter is the topic of my today's conversation with Nicole. But first, Nicole, let's kick off the conversation with talking about you. Tell us about yourself, please. Great. So I've been in product and tech for about 10 years, and I've been across a lot of different industries, telecom, real estate, and now I focus on media and public publishing. Um, my current role is at News Corp. I'm senior director of mobile products, and I uh, work with brands across the US, UK, Australia, really building efficiencies in how we build apps and the solutions that we can provide for our consumers. And I try to keep our brands aligned on what's happening in the industry and just being a thought leader and promoting their good, good work as much as I promote what our team does as well. Okay. Now, I'm sure many people in our audience know what is News Corp. But for the sake of those folks who may not, let's just throw, throw a few brand names that are associated with your company. So it's kind of a ring the bell for these people. Yeah, so I'll give you a few from across the world. So in the US, you have um, major brands like Wall Street Journal and Market Watch, New York Post. Um, in the UK, you have The Times, The Sun, um, and some of our audio focused apps like Virgin Radio and Talk Sport. And then we have a huge variety of apps in Australia. Um, one of the main ones is the Australian um, and news.com.au, but we also have some like really new and innovative apps like Code Sports and Brain Games, um, which focus on some different markets. So we've got a lot going on and we're not slowing down. All right. So Virgin Radio is, has any affiliation with the Virgin Empire, right? From Branson? Yeah, well, we do the radio station part of it. Um, I didn't know they're in the radio business as well. I thought, uh, you know, space, uh, it's the major focus, but yeah, they're <laughs> all right. Um, again, now, uh, there are several channels that marketers use uh, to engage their app users. Um, how do push notifications stack up against the rest? And how would you um, explain its current popularity at this level of adoption? Right. I mean, I think it's obvious for push notifications as a way to leverage economies of scale. You have push notifications. People are aware how they work. If anybody's had a phone for any number of years, they know how to turn them off when they become annoying. Um, but there's been a lot of rise in opt 
in and opt out options, focus time, the newest stuff with Apple's lock screen. It's really pushing push notifications, pun intended, into sort of a narrow space. And when you look at the brighter, broader spectrum of channels, you see a lot of focus emerging on like SMS, which is probably a more rich engagement channel. However, it is hard to get phone numbers. It's hard to get people to interact in that mechanism because it's a more personal channel. Um, right. So we definitely see like push notifications are just sort of broad scale, Everyone kind of knows how it works. You can easily set up from an infrastructure and get to a lot of customers really easily. So I think it's it's an obvious one, and I don't think it's going away despite the challenges that it's facing. Yeah, I think Apple introduced uh, push notifications back in iOS three, so it's thirteen generations ago. Because iOS sixteen is coming up this summer, and it's yeah. still kicking. It's still the major channel. Um, Right. I do believe, I do believe it. I can remember my first um, pushing notifications that I was getting in my ancient uh, iOS 4 iPhone. <laughs> and yeah, I think there was only email and probably Skype. No, I think email was the only one. And um, I, by the way, I, I wonder what's, what's the impact of the new um, that split between getting your notifications the old way or the summary screen you're getting? Because mm -hmm. I guess it should have a really big impact uh, because up till now, like uh, there was no other option. You could just, you know, either dismiss push notification or pay attention to it. But now you can summarize them. And I think yeah. it, to any new feature, it may work for somebody, may not, may not work for the others. Any insights? Have you heard anything about that? Split. I mean, I definitely, it's something that my industry is is sensitive to, right? Because breaking news or, or being on top of news and, and how it's coming out, if you're waiting hours, you know, the perception is like, did they cover the story first? Am I in the know? And so I think there's definitely a, a thoughtfulness that we're all having to think about how we can engage, how we can leverage summary in a productive way. And you're also seeing push notifications even before this taking like, oh, maybe we have certain customers that just want summaries. How do we do that in an effective way? So I think we saw it coming. I think everyone's sort of okay with it, but I think time will tell on how we really leverage it in the best ways and how it impacts each industry. Because I definitely see, you know, if I'm, you know, using a, a gaming app and it's reminding me to go in and play today, you know, mm -hmm. you want to beat so-and-so, Really, I, that can be summarized later. I don't, but when you're wanting to be invested in the news and maybe we're going to see a transition from focus time and being, and, and I think we are, there's some of the newest stuff with Apple is like, what type of things you're focusing, what time period. So you're seeing the providers providing a level of granularity that is new, but also, you know, are we going to see that option in you know, how it translates into our personalization features in apps and how we offer our notifications as well, even more so. Right, I think for news, it's, well, news apps, it's a bit tricky in particular because you do want to deliver news that are breaking to people right away, but in the same time, something that would they may just, you know, grab their iPad and open up news app or something else on a Sunday morning, and reading the rest, so those that stuff may not uh, 
be in all the you know on the top of the list and you're not supposed to actually just push that stuff in front of them but breaking news should be breaking by definition right yeah yeah okay uh when we we human beings uh talk about things we always put them in buckets there's, there's no way around that this is how we make sense of this world let's bring a few of those buckets right now too uh so what do we know about how many um push notifications people are getting on a daily basis and uh, what do we know about how people's attitude towards push notifications uh, overall yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of data on this you can find um what we're seeing is on average people are getting about 46 push notifications a day like almost 50 a day and probably more depending on you know your type of apps um you are also seeing that like 31 percent of users do not find push notifications useful at all at about 18 percent that do find push that leaves this like 51 percent of like either not you know using them at all or have no opinion on their usefulness and so you've got this like really weird ambiguous gray area which could be a really great opportunity so um i, I think it's really interesting and, and you're also seeing so that 46 a day you know you can see trends again with like a news app we can send up to like you know 10 to 14 a day so you know that might be <laughs> if you have multiple news apps turned on that 46 might be a low bar number but that's about average for most people right so uh so we've just thrown the number for how many people are on board for getting push notifications but what exactly they're on board with what kind of apps they they don't mind yeah. to get notifications from so the highest rates you're seeing for push notifications across the industry are coming from e-commerce, it's about 22%, and then you have medium publishing, sweet spot mm -hmm. for me, about 18.8%. So those are your two top areas. Um, users are more interested in push notifications also for social media um, and for information apps, like obviously. So you've got like a 50% of people like really interested are they using them that's maybe the the question and then news and information because i think those are most relevant you know you, you want to find out what's happening in the world you're going to need to have some mechanism to do that and to prompt you into action so it's sort of a human nature to want to embed and then i think we're social animals so why would you not want to know what's happening in your social media feed right the app industry is vast to navigate this space, you need a directory to lock up suppliers and partners, and you need to know who are the best. Visit our marketplace directory at businessofapps.com slash marketplace slash podcast. And now back to the show. Yeah, totally true. I but it just I just want to say in a personal uh um thing that I turn off push notifications on Facebook ages ago. It's just oh. there. And it won't like you. news for sure. Um, E-commerce, yeah, I do want to know when the stuff I just bought this morning will arrive to me. And so it could be Amazon or some other app, it doesn't matter. But, yeah. you know, being on top of what's going on, any delays, you know, anything happens, that's important. News, you bet, right? Um, but yeah, I think I'm kind of uh, in, into these buckets and uh, news stuff and uh, e-commerce. 
but social media, probably Twitter, you know, those very few people you've been following uh, religiously, you may, you know, set, set me a push notification whenever they have something to say, but very limited. Be mindful how many <laughs> push notifications you're getting. You may go to 460, not just 46 a day. Next up is what kind of push notifications are out there overall? Can we again bring those buckets and put certain notifications into those? And by any chance, can you give us a few examples from you specifically? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of look, well, first of all, let's kind of bucket them in two buckets and then let's dissect that a little bit more. So you got really two main types. There's passive and action required. And I would say that majority of post notifications are passive. You know, obviously we as app publishers, we want to elicit action, but a lot of them are meant as, as passive or storytelling or, hey, what's up as a reminder. Um, you get more in the e-commerce space that's action-oriented. But if you look at kind of our business model, I, I really think there are three core notification types that we service. There's utility, informative, and gamification. So when I talk about utility, I'm talking about, take for instance, again, probably didn't know that we had Realtor.com as one of our app brands, but Realtor.com is one of our brands and they are helping people find homes. And if you especially are looking for a home, you're incentivized to set up alerts because, hey, the market is hot. I want this one neighborhood, a home's available. Okay, great. That's mm -hmm. what you're going to leverage those push notifications for. It's a specific purpose um, driven by your desire to find a home. So that's the utility one. If you talk about informative, I think this makes a total sense with all, all of our news brands, right? So Wall Street Journal, they leverage informative notifications, keep users in the cycle of news. They want to let people know at speed what's happening with the news cycle. Also, I mean, very, very important for a lot of like Wall Street Journal, Market Watch, Barron's, um, they have a lot of financial content. So if you have the push notifications on about markets or companies, you're going to want to know how your portfolio is performing. So there might be an, a little action incentive there because you might be going in, um, but it's it's largely informative. Whether or not you take action is up to you. The last one I'll note is on gamification. While we don't have a ton of like gaming type apps, um, one of our new apps in Australia that I mentioned earlier is called Brain Games. And it has a lot of different gaming kinds. Really great. I recommend checking it out. It's a very cool app, but it leverages, you know, fun, cheeky kind of push notifications to like, hey, you haven't been in or hey, you can you can partner with somebody. So your uh, other user wants to play with you, like, come on in, you know, so they they gamify the experience to drive users into the app to to have fun and, and leverage the app. So those are the three main buckets, utility, informative, and gamification that I think we employ. I think you can you know, leverage those across a lot of the business models, but that, those are the three buckets that I'd say for us. All right, so it totally makes sense. I don't think I can think of anything else like uh, what can be that does not belong to these three buckets. Like every notification I can see my app on my iPhone belongs to one of those three. And um, so obviously, you know, every um, marketing channel has its own challenges. When it comes to push notifications, what kind of challenges every app developer, every app owner have these days? 
So I see three major challenges. I like threes for some reason. So the first challenge I see is tackling the attention economy. So increasingly our attentions are divided by a vast number of digital products. Um, the modern economy is built on capturing human attention span and to draw customers and to spend more time in brands and sites. I mean, even the metrics that we use to measure success in products is how long did they stay? Are they engaged, right? But let's face it, you're probably like me, you're tired. More often than not, like you need a digital break <laughs> then you need a new app to, to clutter your digital space. So, and psychologists are recognizing this, that like we are suffering from all this overstimulation and this success of content that is being thrown our way. So that, that's one challenge, one huge challenge, I think. The second challenge is what I like to call like, don't kill the messenger. Um, we have tons of different audiences that are coming from different location, demographic, cultural nuances. And we have to know that our audiences are not monolithic and that we have to be sophisticated in the way that we curate and segment our, our audiences. So a couple of ways I think it's important to, to think about that messaging is how do you stand out? How do you stand out in the clutter? How do you make a messaging that is informative how to choose the right message it's it's all about right timing right audience um, right words and then understanding how your audiences are using push notifications for some of our brands we have an older demographic so do they know all the options you know push notifications are getting fancier these days you have you know rich uh, push. You have different kind of expandable action-oriented pushes. So, you know, do they understand the full possibilities of push notifications, the value of push notifications? And the last one is purely that the industry doesn't have a lot of good metrics around push notifications. We are looking at how we drive traffic as a historical indicator of success. Open rates is among the most widely used to understand the value of push notifications, but that's a really incomplete picture. Um, it's it's about the value and, and we don't have a way to capture, is this message valuable? So for us as a news app, I may, you know, I'm busy all day, right? I'm in back-to-back -back meetings and doing a podcast and, you know, having 10 quick notifications during the day that I just, I check the headlines. Oh, great. I understand. I may not have to go into the app now, or maybe it's at the end of the day where I spend 10 minutes going and deeping that into a deeper dive, but I valued those other 10 messages that kept me just informed and aware. So I think that's just one thing I think if of all those challenges, tackling the attention economy, don't kill the messenger and uh, having insufficient metrics, I think the metrics one is the one I'm, I'm most frustrated in. Yeah, I think I brought up this metric uh, a couple episodes ago, or actually in the last episode with the other guests. Uh, I saw it, I guess, on LinkedIn that uh, last year, I think that those numbers were in trillions. Uh, we spent like uh, nine plus something trillion minutes on Netflix, and we've <laughs> 24 plus something trillion minutes on TikTok. 
it's a huge vacuum cleaners of our attention. So yeah. um, how do you how do you actually compete with so powerful engines that basically draw people's attention like nothing else? Uh, I guess Ray Hasting Hasting used to say that we are competing with three things: YouTube, Facebook, and sleep. <laughs> so yeah, what do you do when uh, you're up, up against so powerful, um, not enemies, but you know, competitors. You have to be really smart. How do you attract people's attention and um, being um, innovative and see how do you deliver the value for those people and, and just stay with them, not lose those people. Yeah, um, the balance though, it's, it's, it's being authentic to your brand as well, because we don't want our brands to turn into tech talk. That's not our our goal, right? But we have to figure out those mechanisms too. How do we put certain content that is useful on TikTok and maybe drive users um, into our app or build awareness? There's definitely things and places, but you're right. It's uh, it's tough out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nicole, if you had the superpower to set a new standard for push notifications, what would you change? Oh, this was probably a hardest question for me to think through. Um, so I'm really interested to see the evolution. So I'm not necessarily interested in a new standard, but I, re I really want to see where push notifications can evolve to. There's rich push, there's push actions, there's push stories, which are becoming increasingly popular. I think there needs to be better ways to interact with push notifications that's not just about deep linking. I think deep linking is still important. Don't uh, don't think I, I don't think that's important, but I want to see ways that we can really provide our customers with new and interesting formats that really engage from that initial step um, of push, right? Like in a world where like maybe there's an audio only push notification. I don't know what that looks like. Don't ask me to design it. Um, but, but what might that look like? How might we engage with users who we know are, are focusing on audio these days um, and video? How do we marry those interesting opportunities? I don't know. Like I think that the new standards though is like broadening and enriching what we have today. I think uh, Apple may try, maybe trying to implement this uh, concept of the you know audio notification with um, announcement of certain mm -hmm. messages that are coming in, like your messages, your Skype messages. If anything, you can turn on this feature for multiple notifications coming from your apps, and you will see Siri talking to you this with her great voice. Um, Oh, luckily, those messages are still in English. When you're getting messages in other languages and Siri trying to pronounce them, that's <laughs> that, that will make your day. I promise. Yes. Yes. Okay, Nicole. That was the last question to cover the topic on the table, but we're in the second part of this show, which is a smaller one but funny. So I'm going to ask you a few quick questions, rapid fire questions. So here we go. What smartphone do you have now? And have you been switching between these two giants or staying one side all the time? Uh, I have been with iOS now for probably over seven years. I used to have an Android though. I started as an Android user, 
but my husband loved his Apple products. And I started with an iPad. Now I have it all. I have iPad, iPhone, Apple Watch. It, it just, they keep getting me. So iOS. Oh my yards. Yeah. What was the first mobile phone? Can you remember? So I was thinking about this and um, I had, I don't remember the brand. I remember being a solid brick. Um, and I remember also it was the family phone. So I had to check it out. The irony of it is I'm an only child. So who else in the family was really checking this phone out is kind of the funny part of the story because my parents had their own. So I just remember this enormous thing that I had to check out and that being my first phone. Yeah, I wonder how our kids will be answering the same questions in like 20 years oh in God. the future. With <laughs> <laughs> an iPhone, I, I cannot explain to you what the thing it was, piece of glass or something. Um, <laughs> imagine right now you've left your smartphone at home for whatever reason. What would be the most missing feature for you when you're out? I think it depends where I am. So if I'm someplace unfamiliar, maps and ways, I would be just terribly lost and very upset because that's how I navigate the world, just through my smartphone. Um, if I'm commuting to the city or work, any of my transit apps, um, so I know when and where to take the train and buy my ticket. If it's on the weekends or like a work from home day, maybe just messaging, like I'm super plugged into like Slack and SMS and my Gchat and my email, so not having those. So I think it's very dependent on my uh, where I'm at, probably when too. Um, so that's that's what I'd say. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, finally, uh, what new app tech uh, are you most excited about or kind of waiting for? You know, thinking, would it be great my iPhone being capable of doing that or this? I'm not asking you now specifically more, but probably you know something that will make more sense to you, and it'll give you better balance between work and life, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I'm more excited about finding ways to go in the put your phone down mechanism. Like, how can I? So I have a I have a toddler and a new baby coming uh, very soon. And I want to be a very present parent and like our phones are so psychologically baked into like, where is it? Why don't I have it? Have I missed something um, that finding ways to maybe it's the phone being, you know, again, your, your psychotherapist that's like, you don't need to check me. I'm okay. And just throwing you a message and be like, People nothing new here. stay away, you know? Maybe maybe that's the uh, the goal is that my phone can reassure me that I don't have as much need, but I don't think that's where most companies want you to feel. Um, but that would be my hope is that it actually helps me disconnect in some way at some point. Got it. Okay, before I let you go, very, very final question. How can people get in touch with you and know more information about what you do? Yeah, um, easiest place to get a hold of me is LinkedIn, um, Nicole J. Castillo. If you find uh, a profile with the tagline Mary Poppins of product, you have found the right one. That is nice me. Title. I love it. <laughs> and so um, looking forward to hearing from anybody, catching up, sharing what you guys have found successful and talking push notifications. Terrific. Nicole, thank you for, very much for coming to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
And that was Nicole J. Castillo, Senior Director of Mobile Products at News Corp. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Us and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe. You'll be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, computer, if you still listen to podcasts on your computer. Uh, and please don't forget to leave us a review and comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.